2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. He is Mike McDaniel. He's a Virginia Tech grad and Notre Dame fan. Mike, first question, how hyped are you for what looks to be a sweet week six in the ACC?
0: I'm hyped, Joey. We got conference play in full swing this week. Conference play to the degree that we've all been waiting for, except for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's coming to town in North Carolina, but you know they're basically ACC at this point, right?
2: That's still kind of conference play. Yeah, we got conference play this week. We also got a special guest on with us tonight to help preview these games. Yeah, we do. Uh, We welcome back none other than Mr. Cameron Underwood of com. He's got an important game that his Miami Hurricanes playing this week. He's going to join us to preview that. Uh, Cam, always a pleasure. Welcome back. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Wait, is there a big game this week? I, 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 it was weird because, you know, I just hit you up and was like, hey, I haven't been on the podcast a while. I didn't know if there was, a, you know, coordinating circumstance or anything. But yeah, you know, it's always good to be here chopping it up with you guys. You know, we had a little bit of conversation before we got on uh, to record and everything. But yeah, I'm excited for a full week of only ACC versus ACC teams. And, uh, you know, yeah, there are a couple big games and we're going to talk about those.
2: To, to answer your question, yes, there is a big game this week. Let's dive right in. 12.20 p.m. on the ACC Network. Duke is at Virginia. And <laughs> <laughs> that, just kidding. That's not the big game. Um, yeah, we got a huge week. All sorts of conference play going on. And um, again, we, we talked about how last week we we're going to learn a lot about a lot of these teams. Um, we got some interesting matchups again this week outside of two big headliners. Obviously, the big headliner that Cam, you're here to talk about is Miami at Florida State. Uh, We're actually not going to start there. We're going to start two days earlier. uh, 8 p.m. on ESPN on Thursday night. The number 17 Louisville Cardinals, a three and a half point road favorite at the number 24 NC State Wolfpack. Uh, This is in Carter Finley in Raleigh on a Thursday night. And um, Mike, we talked about this game early, uh, I guess, previewing the season really, as a, a pretty key matchup in the Atlantic standings. Uh, We talked last week about how this game is really probably playing for number two in the Atlantic, as things look like right now. It looks like this is a two-horse race uh, for who's going to be runner-up to Clemson, and it's these two teams. Um, This game is is enormous, needless to say, within the Atlantic. Uh, How do you feel about Louisville being a -a three-and-a-half-point favorite here?
0: Oh, man, I don't know. So Okay, so we talked about this in the preseason, right? We said, okay, well – This game could decide maybe the third spot in the Atlantic because we were assuming Florida State would be healthy and be really good, and they're neither of those things right now. So as it currently stands, this looks like a potential play on second in the Atlantic with Clemson looking as solid as they've looked. Um, Look, NC State enters this game 117th in the country against the pass. Louisville is the sixth best passing offense in the country. Advantage Louisville there. Problem is, Louisville's offensive line is terrible. NC State has a pretty solid pass rush. The issue with NC State is not the pass rush in the front seven. The issue is everything that's gone on in their secondary. They're extremely young back there. Um, And we talked about this kind of in the preseason, how, you know, NC State was going to be really solid up front. They're going to have weaknesses in the secondary. In a year from now, most of their front seven is going to graduate, and then their secondary is going to be the group to watch moving forward. That secondary hasn't really come along yet, and because of that, it's really hard to gauge where NC State is going to be, not only now, but like a year from now. They've been getting better week over week since that opener against South Carolina, where they kind of tripped and fell on their face. But Louisville's so talented with Lamar Jackson that it makes this game extremely hard to pick now NC State is playing this game at home on a Thursday they're extremely talented on the offensive side of the football Jalen Samuels has been fantastic once again Ryan Finley is only getting better week over week he's been very very good so far for NC State and they're starting to run the ball really well I think there's more balance with NC State than there is with Louisville on the offensive side of the football. I think there are more playmakers at NC State's disposal than there are at Louisville's. I think it's Lamar Jackson or Bust, and it has been for the last two seasons. Because of that, I like NC State to win this football game at home, despite all the issues they've had in the back end of the secondary. I think Louisville can... Potentially play to stop the run, make Lamar Jackson try to beat you with his arm. I think that's the strategy, even though your passing defense is ranked as low as I mentioned 117th in the country. Uh, I think you can be okay if you shut down one dimension of Louisville's offense. I don't think there are enough playmakers on that side of the football for NC State to lose this football game. And this is a game that I circled at the start of the season, as you did too, Joey, when we were previewing the season across the ACC, how this could be one of the deciding games in the Atlantic Division, maybe not for the top spot, but for the second or the third spot. I think it's still that way, and I liked NC State. I was high on them before the season. I'm going to stick with them because I think they are getting a lot better. And look, Louisville is a broken football team. It's Lamar Jackson or nothing at all, especially on offense. And because of that, I'm taking NC State in this one.
2: Cam, are you a fan of uh, home dogs on weeknight games?
1: You know... I usually am, but I'm still enamored with Lamar Jackson. And I know all. I agree and accept all the things that Mike has said. I'm not going to controvert anything that he said. However, just my opinion on things is Lamar Jackson is such a great singular talent that it's not like they're going up against Clemson again. You know, because they just got, you know, steamrolled in that game because the entire Clemson team was so good. And, you know, I... Have heard such things about North Carolina State before. For example, Miami went there to play them last year and they had not allowed a 100 yard rusher in, you know, 30 something games and the defense was so good and the defensive line, blah, blah, blah. Mark Walton hit him for 120 yards and three scores. Miami won easily. And then all that talk that had been talked about North Carolina State growing to this moment of finally getting over that hurdle just, you know, was false and, you know, had nothing behind it. And for me, I need to see them do something and what I've seen even with with the offensive line being bad even with you know just some good to good plus but not great or amazing skill town around him I've seen Lamar Jackson single-handedly lift that team up before I've seen him single-handedly beat good teams with strong defenses at home and on the road I've seen that so I'm gonna rely on what I've seen and I get that you know yes if North Carolina State defensive line, you know, Bradley Chubb and group, if they are able to play to the top of their potential, it's going to be a rough day for Lamar Jackson because he's going to be running for his life. And, you know, you do even in a Bobby Petrino passing offense, you do have to have that balance of running the ball because that sets up a lot of things. I just think that Lamar Jackson is singularly dynamic. I think that he has a skill set that even if things break down, he's going to be able to make some plays and hit some throws, uh, especially against that you know, secondary that Mike talked about. So, you know, I, I, I'm just hesitant to believe in North Carolina State because I've gotten pump faked by them before in the past. So, you know, it's kind of once, didn't, twice shy about believing that they're going to, you know, make that step. And for NC State, beating Louisville is a big step still and i just don't think that they have it in them and maybe they proved me wrong but i'm going with louisville
2: back when clemson played louisville um i I talked about how part of the discussion and a lot of the basis so to speak maybe for the picks that were made on college game day was louisville's got the best player on the field they've got lamar jackson um and my rebuttal to that was yes and clemson has the next eight or nine best players on the field after that um I would say in this case, I don't think it's as drastic. Uh, I, I don't think it's eight or nine guys, but I would bet you that uh, NC State has probably about four or five players better than Louisville's second best player. Um, and, and so that's something I, I go back to. I, I'm sticking with my pick that I made before the season. I'm saying the Wolfpack beat Louisville here uh, and win outright. Um, I Like Mike was saying, I do not trust Louisville's offensive line here. Um, I, I I just don't. I think that NC State has also subtly played really well, a lot better than a lot of people would want to give them credit for. Um, in particular, you know, they lost that game early on uh, to South Carolina. They really outplayed South Carolina in that game. They just made a couple of mistakes that got taken advantage of, and that that was the difference in the game. Since then, they have been playing exceptionally well. Um, they they beat Florida State. They beat the pants off of Furman and, and – uh, You know, took care of business last week against Syracuse. Um, These guys, I think, are actually a lot better than a lot of people want to give them credit for. Ryan Finley's getting it done on offense. Got uh, Jalen Samuel backing him up and and doing all sorts of stuff for them. I like this NC State team. I think that this is maybe the special year for Dave Doran there as head coach that they haven't really had yet. I think they get it done here, and I think they solidify themselves as they're going to finish number two here in the ACC Atlantic this year. Uh, Anything
1: else from either of you guys before we move on? I just think it'll be interesting if NC State does win, they still have to play Clemson, and I would want to see what that game would be like because that would almost be the de facto ACC Atlantic Championship game for them. And so, you know, I want to see how they approach that. Like, it's a... You know, is it a national championship for them? You know, kind of Miami did that with their bowl game against West Virginia last year where they took it, you know, with so much more gravitas than any other game. I would just want to see if NC State wins, what do they do down the line when they really come up against a juggernaut and they really got to, you know, kind of lay it on on the line.
2: Totally fair. And Cam, just to recap, you said Louisville covers here?
1: Um, I picked them to win outright. I don't know what, what They cover three wrong. and a half? Three and a half? I don't know about that. Well, because, I mean, if they win 24-21, that's not covering. Correct. I don't necessarily see them. <sighs> I'm going to say... put you down for Louisville to cover. Fine, put me down for Louisville to cover.
0: I'm just going to say real quick, like, we're going to learn a lot about Dave Doran here, too, right? Like, he hasn't really won a big game yet at NC State. I mean... I guess you can count that Florida State win a couple of weeks ago, but Florida State is not where we expected them to be. So how big of a win actually is that? And, and you can talk about that Notre Dame win last year. At the time, everybody was like, oh, my God, NC State just beat Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame went 4-8. So I'm still waiting for that program-defining win for Dave Doran. And, you know, I'm, I don't know if Louisville is it, but it would go a long way and it would be high up there on the list. And I think we'll learn what kind of coach Dave Doran is because, you know, for the first time in a while for NC state, there are expectations with this football program and it didn't look great in week one against South Carolina when everybody was hyping up NC state, but they've been quietly getting better since then. So I'm interested to see if they can get this win on Saturday and, you know, see where this hype does go. Cause NC state now is finally ranked and, you know, into top 25 and, you know, could make some noise potentially here in the Atlantic. I mean, you think about what happened last year. They did have Clemson on the ropes. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, they can beat Clemson this year. I just don't think that's the case with as good as Clemson has looked. But you just never know what's going to happen in college football. And, you know, NC State was right there against Clemson last year. And, you know, uh, this could be a game that could propel them to, to bigger heights under Dave Doran. So I'm interested to see, you know, how they come out and play here on Saturday and whether or not this is a stepping stone win for them.
2: As much as I know Cam would love to spend another 15 to 20 minutes deep diving the uh, NC State Louisville game, we That's should probably move on. We should probably move on and uh, talk about the other big game this weekend as the number 13 Cam's Miami Hurricanes, uh, three-point road favorites at Florida State, the Seminoles in Tallahassee at 3.30 <laughs> p.m. on ESPN. Uh, first of all, Cam, are you going to be at this game?
1: Unfortunately, I am not going to be at this game. My real job precludes me from traveling on Friday, and I just don't want to drive from the crack of dawn on Saturday to be there, so I'm going to be running our website and everything. That's thestateofyou.com, in case you guys are new to the podcast and haven't heard me before, uh, but I'll be quarterbacking everything uh, for the website from home, or actually from my friend's house uh, up in Wellington, so I'm going to stay local. Uh, I will not be there. Actually, I've never been to Tallahassee in my natural life. So 2019, I'm going to try to get up there for that game. But, you know, especially with uh, the game getting rescheduled uh, from September the 16th because of Hurricane Irma, which is one of the things that Joey, Mike, and I talked about before we started recording. uh, That kind of changed all the plans around for me and everything. So, no, I will not be there, but I will obviously be fully invested to every single snap, uh, whistle, flag, uh, piece of analysis, the sound of, uh, the voices of anybody who's calling the game, um, the dog from next door, uh, the wind blowing. I, I will be fully invested in every single thing. Sounds uh, like you will be ready on. i I am no, I'm ready already. like I am ready <laughs> and I am prepared. Um, so you know we're we're trying to put up a bunch of great content on the site this week. you know we have people uh, you know pitching in additional uh, pieces of you know op eds about you know Miami and Florida state, so we have like seven things up today, like eight things yesterday, even more coming up but yeah, I'm, I'm ready, so I'm just kind of counting down the hours. Uh, but yeah, I'll be fully invested, even if I'm not there in body. I will definitely be there uh, in mind and spirit. I,
2: I've got a question about this, Cam, and you've probably kept up with this better than I have. What's the status
1: of Mark Walton in this game? Mark Walton is going to play. Mark Rick, after practice today, was asked about that. and Well, he was asked earlier in his like day-after presser. And he said, you know, um, Mark Walton, who injured an ankle against Toledo and then got stepped on at Duke. He didn't roll it again. He got stepped on. Uh, And that's what he that's what Mark Rick said. He said, look, he's probably going to live in the training room for the week. Might be, you know, a limited performer in practice, but the kid's going to play. And he has to because he's the franchise at running back. And unless, you know, something's broken or falling off and has to get amputated, uh, you know, he's going to be out there. So. Today after practice, Mark Rick was asked again. He said, you know, Mark Walton practiced today and he's going to play. And the journalist uh, followed up and said, well, was he a full participant in practice? And Mark Rick said he practiced. So, I I mean, that is a kind of little bit of coach speak there. um, But expect to see number one in the backfield when Miami Hurricanes offense first comes out of the sideline on Saturday.
0: All right, Cam, so how do you see this thing playing out, right? So you have Florida State's offense, which, you know, really is confined to just a running game at this point with no passing game with James Blackman. You have a Florida State defense that's, you know, pretty close to elite, but not nearly as elite when you don't have an offense that can stay on the field. Then on the flip side, you got Miami, right? We're starting to learn a little bit more about them. They've only played three games this year due to the hurricane. Um, uh, Played very well last Friday night against Duke. Uh, Really took it to the Blue Devils there in Durham. Um, You know, you look at Miami, their passing games coming along. Obviously, Mark Walton hasn't been fully healthy, but he's been effective when he's been in. The defense is the strong suit of this football team at this point, I would say, especially when you have a new quarterback at the helm. Uh, How do you gauge this game? I mean, I think it's a stepping stone game for Miami, uh, no matter what. I I mean, Florida State's not the team we thought they were, but at the same time, like, Miami's still building and a team that can definitely compete for a Coastal Division title. So how do you see this thing playing out here on the road on Saturday?
1: The first thing I'll say is whatever you've seen from Florida State that's been bad, put it out of your mind. And I've said this for years. Even if you look back to last year, even if you look back to the year before that, you're going to see the best of Miami and Florida State. So if you think that they are coming in and they're just garbage and whatever, I could see that because of what you've seen. But I've lived this for damn near 20 years, and I've seen some down teams beat Miami teams. We've lost seven in a row, and we've been in tight games in six of those seven or five of the, like five of the last six, I should say, have been a touchdown or less going into the fourth quarter. Or two touchdowns or less going in the fourth quarter. So, you know, you get a score, a stop, and a score. That's a close game, you know. But And we've led in a bunch of those games. And even if you look at it and say, okay, like, you know, a couple of years ago, Miami was the stronger team, and they have this, that, and the third, and like last year. You know, uh, <clears throat> yeah, last year here where we had that damn blocked extra point. But, you know, Florida State came in 3-2. and two, Miami was undefeated. You know, you're looking around like, hey, this is going to be it. And then you see a Florida State team that looks like Florida State. And when I say that, you know what I mean. You can hear the, just the importance in my voice. That's what's going to happen, you know, and everybody's writing them off now. Like Miami has been written off for years and, you know, I think it's false, but I even saw Safid Dean, a friend of mine who now works for the Tallahassee Democrat. He uh, spoke to Jimbo Fisher, a player, and they're talking about, yeah, you know, it's us against the world. Everybody's counting us out. And they're trying to play that angle up now. And trust and believe those guys are going to bring it. They understand the legacy. You think that every player who's been to Florida State over the last, you know, five years, six years, who has never lost to Miami, you think that Dalvin Cook and them are not calling those boys and saying, don't let them win, don't ruin our legacy? That's going to happen, man. So I think that this is going to be a typical Miami-Florida State game where it's going to be a knockdown-dragout fight. Um matt porter from the palm beach post a uh, journalist down here be writer for the miami hurricanes he said you know if you had blind resumes and the names of the teams were not miami and florida state he would pick the miami profile team by three touchdowns and i think he would be justified but in that it's miami and florida state it's going to be a close game and i just believe it until i see it um and maybe this is just a little bit of al golden ptsd where i've seen good miami teams you know get beaten by florida state and then fall apart um you know and things like that and you know i've been there and i've watched every year you know and i have taken it on the chin just like the team seven years in a row that's a loss that's a loss that's a loss on and on and on i i think that miami has a chance to win i will predict that miami is going to win um i do not feel comfortable about it last week if you would ask me about duke And, you know, we talked about this before we started recording and how their fans and journalists were talking all this noise and everything. And I was very, very confident in the fact of, no, we're going to go in there. We're going to beat them pretty soundly and then we're going to go on with our lives. I have none of that confidence with Florida State because I've been confident before and I've seen what's happened with them up, with them down any kind of way. So I honestly, from an evaluative, analytical commentary standpoint, believe that Miami is going to win. I think it's going to be very close. I think that there's going to be a couple turnovers that keep the game close for either team. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tight one. And I'm gonna, I would love to be wrong and Miami win by you know four or five touchdowns, but I just don't see that happening.
2: First of all, Kim, I like the 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 fact that the analysis is that take the names and everything off of the 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 docket here and just look at the numbers. And Miami is a huge huge favorite. And you're currently giving Miami a chance to win. Not saying that Miami should win or, you know, but I found that entertaining. Anyways, uh, I I don't know if I got it from you. Are you picking Miami to win? I think you said you said you were.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that we should win. I think that we have all the pieces. I think that, you know, especially with, you know, the injury to the quarterback and the way they've been playing and, you know, things like that. Yes, I'm picking Miami to win. The line started at Florida State as a one-point favorite. It has now moved to Miami as a three- to three-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on who you're looking at. I'm picking Miami to win and cover that spread. Um, I know that I was not confident in Louisville for certain reasons, um, and I spoke about them greatly, and I spoke about Miami in kind of tepid terms, but I'm picking them confidently. You know, hey, this is just what it is. And I, I've said it, and I actually said this when you guys had me on last year. I, it could be by one ten millionth of a point. As long as we have more points than them at the end of the ballgame and we get a win, I'm good
2: with it. Yeah, Mike, funny. are you joining him?
0: Uh, I'm going to join him and pick Miami as well. Uh, Miami has lost seven straight games against Florida State. Jimbo Fisher is 17-1 and one against teams from the state of Florida. How about that, Cam?
1: Yes, I know. You um, are, you that's a me. stat right and, uh, there. There's a stat.
0: Stat guru. Um
1: <laughs> And actually there was a stat that a guy on our website wrote today. Where is it? It was something like Miami it was talking about the the point differential from first halves to second halves. And Miami's won the first half of the ball game against Florida State by like 3 points or 6 points over the course of the last 5 years. Miami has lost the second half by almost 60 points in the last 5 years when compared to Florida State. It's just yeah.
0: I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, Miami should have won, like, two out of the last three meetings. Um, I mean, you could pretty easily make that argument. And, uh, you know, Florida State is in a world of trouble on offense right now. They can't throw the football. I mean, they just can't. James Blackman is – he looks like a freshman. I mean, I, I have no doubt he'll be pretty good, right? But he looks like a freshman. And this is a tough third start for him. This is a Miami defense that's the best it's been, in my opinion, in a lot of years, Cam. Um, I mean, you, you'll know better than me, but it's been a while since they've had defense top to bottom. Um, at all three levels, it's been this good. Because of that, I think Miami wins the football game. I mean, if they stop the run or at least slow down the run of Florida State with Cam Akers and Jock Patrick, you know, both really good running backs, if they're able to slow that down, I mean, James Blackman's not going to beat them on Saturday. Um, I, I just He hasn't done it yet. Against anybody he's played against. There's nothing that suggests he'll do it anytime soon. So I'm pretty confident here in picking Miami, even on the road.
1: Yeah, and the thing about it is, and I finally found that article, over the last five years, Florida State, oh, sorry, Miami 70, Florida State 67 in the first half. Also in those same five years, Florida State 86 miami 33 in the second half so the last five games so if you're um, going back to yeah i mean it's 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 ridiculous so if you're going back to you know mike talking about yeah you know we should have rightfully won you know a couple of those games you know maybe three of the last four even yeah i believe that um but one thing i would say about james blackman as a freshman and i wrote about him as a recruit because miami had contacted him before his senior year if you take him in pieces he could be a five star three four star three star two star but that last play, that last throw against Wake Forest, that was the five-star arm. Yeah, you can talk about the defensive lineman, the, the end went inside on a garbage spin move, and he had all-day throw, and he rolled out, and you know he didn't hit his first read or whatever, whatever. But you saw him set his feet and throw that ball, and I saw him do that, you know, on film before senior year. I went to his playoff game down at Traz Powell in Miami as a senior. And he willed that team to a close game against Booker T. Washington when they were way outgunned because he has this awesome, awesome arm. So he's not really super great right now, but if you give him time and you let him set his feet, he can make Potential's any there. throw on the football
2: team. Yep. Um, so look, um, it was a couple weeks ago that uh, Kentucky had a 13-point lead on Florida well into the fourth quarter. And Florida came back from a two-touchdown deficit and ended up winning the game in the most egregious, heartbreaking, absurd fashion you've ever seen. And um, I thought it was, it was very interesting. My, probably my favorite podcast is on the SB Nation Network. His podcast ain't played nobody with Bill Connolly and Stephen Godfrey. And the thing that they said after that game is that sometimes streaks win games. There is no reason that one team should beat another except the fact that they've beaten them so many times in a row and it just gets into the head of the team that can't, can't beat them.
0: Unless you're Virginia, then you just suck at football.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah there, clearly we haven't flipped that coin enough times to get it to come up heads. But um, <laughs> in any case, that's kind of where I'm at with this game. Um, I, I think the analysis that you guys have given is exactly right, is that Miami is a better football team top to bottom right now than Florida State is. Uh, Florida State's offense is very incomplete. Uh, Miami is much more effective, really, on on offense and has a strong defense. Florida State's defense is a little under uh, underwhelming against uh, Wake Forest. I have no reason at all to pick Florida State to win this game, except for the fact that they've won seven in a row, and I'm going with it. I oh I don't God. feel good about it. I I don't like it. I but. Something about it, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go with Florida State to win this game uh, just because they haven't lost it under Jimbo Fisher. That's the best I got. I, I, I mean, I don't have a good reason for it, but so, I just got a weird feeling about it. Um, I, I am taking Florida State to win this game outright. Cam is over there having like an aneurysm and just can't, can't imagine that.
1: But No, um, no, it, it, no, 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 no. The thing about it is, I can imagine it happening. And that's why I'm <laughs> over here before. having such a problem because you're speaking to that insecurity that has to be inside all of us Miami fans. Because, like, we've we detailed it. I'm not going to go over it again. But yeah, it's not that I can't understand what you're saying, it's that I understand it all too well. And at the thought process, Joey just said, that's what has to be in the back of every Hurricanes fan's mind. And I, you know, just don't want to see that happen. But I. Until I see otherwise, I'm scared to poo my pants because I fear that something crazy is going to happen, and that is going to be the outcome, and I don't want to live in a world where Miami continues to lose to Florida State.
2: I, I've seen it happen in college football before. There's so many, I, I, have to, I have to go with it. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. Like you said, Miami, sh- by all means, should win and cover, and this probably shouldn't be all that close, but... Ultimately, I'm I'm gonna go with the Seminoles. Sorry, Cam.
1: No, I mean, uh, let's move okay.
2: on in the in the interest of time. We got a whole bunch of other conference action here. Uh, next up, Wake Forest at number two, Clemson. Uh, the Tigers a 21 and a half point home favorite at noon on ESPN two. Mike, that's a lot of points. You intimidated?
0: Yeah, for some reason, I think Wake Forest is gonna keep this kind of close. Now, not to the point where Clemson won't cover. I think they will win and cover. I would not be surprised in the slightest to see Wake Forest do something similar to what Boston College did against Clemson a couple of weeks ago, where BC had it seven to seven going into the fourth quarter and then got the doors blown off of them. Um, I-, I like Wake Forest to keep this competitive. There's just something about this defense right now. I, I- I get that the, t- the talent that they faced offensively, I mean, they haven't faced world beaters, right? I mean, the best offense they faced was probably last week with Florida State, and they have a quarterback who's a true freshman. I get that, but at the same time, this defense is good. It's well coached. They're playing with a little bit of swagger to them right now. There's just something about this defense with Wake Forest that makes me think that they're going to keep it close. That and the fact that like John Wolford is playing really good football at the quarterback position for Wake Forest, I can't believe I'm saying that either. But he's been really good. He's running the ball well. He's throwing the ball as efficiently as he has throughout his entire collegiate career. He looks good right now. Um, but they just don't have the playmakers across the board to compete with Clemson. They have not seen a defense like Clemson's, uh, Florida State's defense. You know, while really good, and and we'll all say it. I mean, they're they're an elite defense when their offense is rolling. But if that offense isn't able to stay on the field, the Florida State defense leaves a bit to be desired, and they were a little bit underwhelming last week against Wake Forest, Clemson's nothing of that sort. I mean, I think the same issue that Wake Forest is going to have is the one that Virginia Tech had last week. Clemson's going to be able to rush four and drop the remaining seven guys into coverage, and John Wolford's going to have a lot of trouble throwing the football. So while I think Wake Forest defense can keep it close if they're able to stop the run of Clemson and... Uh, Make Kelly Bryant a little bit more underwhelming throwing the football. You know, make him make plays, which is what Virginia Tech tried to do. It worked to a degree, but Clemson's got too many playmakers on offense. They'll find a way to make some plays and manufacture points. And more importantly, I think Clemson's defense is the most talented the Wake Forest has faced. They'll be able to get pressure rushing just four guys, dropping seven into coverage. I think John Wolford will struggle in this football game. I think Wake Forest defense keeps it close for a while, but i like Clemson to win this thing comfortably and pull away in the second half.
1: Cam, is Wake Forest getting drugged here? I think they're going to get drugged, and I think it's going to be worse than Mike thinks. I think that they, they're they on a low because they put everything out there last week against Florida State and by all rights should have won that game and found a way to snatch defeat from the hands of victory. And I think that they're on a lull, and I think that Clemson is rolling, and I don't think that it's going to be pretty. I think that Clemson is going to hit them early and often uh, with big plays. You've got all kinds of talent around Kelly Bryant on that offense, uh, Ray-Ray McLeod, Deion Kane. You've got all kinds of guys. I mean, you got Deion Kane, or sorry, Ray-Ray McLeod running jet sweeps. you got Tavian Feaster. you got the other running back whose name I forget. You've got uh, Travis Etienne, who's a true freshman and averaging like 12 yards a carry because it's almost like. Uh, when I was in college in Miami and Frank Gore was a freshman my sophomore year, and he would come in the fourth quarter and, you know, he would run, you know, just a power player inside dive and he would take it 80 yards because like he was just better than everybody else. And that's where you're having a Travis Etienne as well. And I just don't think it's going to be close. I think that they're going to the the emotions have been drained from Wake Forest. I think that, you know, I, I you could well I won't say double the spread, but I would not be surprised if the end result is somewhere near doubling that 21 point spread for a really, really huge Clemson victory. I don't think that Wake Forest has a chance.
2: I like that assessment with the term in terms of it's uh, just a super emotional letdown for Wake Forest. Uh, coming off of a, a rough loss in a game that you really had yourself believing you know you could win that game and then to get beat like that. Not to mention then going on the road and, and the way that Clemson could jump out pretty quickly to like a 14 nothing lead. I think this thing might get out of hand really quickly. I, I got Clemson to cover as well. I think all three of us do. Uh, it's a big spread, but I, I told you all earlier, I, I'm not in the business of picking Clemson not to cover at this point. So uh, give me the Tigers to cover 21 and a half. Let's move on at 12.20 p.m. on the ACC Network. I wasn't kidding. This game is actually happening this weekend. Uh, Duke is on the road at none other than two and a half point home favorite, the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, I personally cannot believe that Virginia's a home favorite here. Um, I, I realized that they looked fairly good against some out-of-conference competition, but I think that Duke is going to rebound here. Um, I, I don't know that Virginia is going to be able to uh, give them the kind of problems that they gave to Boise State. I, I have questions about Duke's offensive line at this point, whether they can protect Daniel Jones enough to help him operate to a certain degree, but... I'm in a big uh, habit this week of, you know, not not picking Clemson not to cover, but certainly picking underdogs to win. I'm going to pick the third out of four games here the underdog wins. Uh, Give me Duke to beat Virginia here outright on the road. I think Duke gets right a little bit here after just total drubbing last week by uh, Miami. So I'm going to take the Blue Devils here to win outright. Uh, Mike, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, Duke and their fans really annoy me. So that's uh, that's my assessment. <laughs> good so analysis. Far. Yeah, thanks. Um, now Virginia's <laughs> looked pretty good so far. They had two weeks to prepare for Duke. Uh, Camper, you good, Cam? You good?
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm ah, All right, cool. I'm, back, I'm good. Uh,
0: as, he, as he continues to choke. Um, speaking of choking, Virginia's going to choke against Duke. Um, hey, Duke got him. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with Duke right now. They're in a kind of. I don't know what's happening. Daniel Jones hasn't played well. Offensive line, to your point, Joe, he hasn't been great. Virginia's defense has been a lot better than I expected, uh, you know, so far through the first four weeks of the year Uh, on their watch. They had a bye week last week. Um, I I think Virginia keeps this thing close. They're obviously at home, so they have a a great chance at home to win this football game. I I don't think it's a situation here where Duke wins this thing, like, really convincingly. Uh, Virginia's a better football team than North Carolina right now, and Duke had a lot of problems with them on the road um Duke's going on the road for this game I anticipate they'll have similar problems but by the same token they'll also be looking for payback to show they weren't quite as bad as they showed last week against Miami even though some of us on this podcast think that maybe they are as bad as they showed against Miami myself included um give me Duke to win this football game I I do think they're more talented they have the better quarterback even though Kurt Benkert's played well Daniel Jones is just better Um, If Virginia gets a pass rush on Daniel Jones, though, I will say this. They'll have a lot of trouble moving the football, Duke will. So that's something to watch in this game because Virginia's defense has done a nice job getting after the passer so far this year. If they do that in this football game, I I think they ugly it up and and keep this thing um, definitely close. And I think it'll be close anyway, but I think Duke pulls away here and wins maybe by like 7 to 10 points. But um, I think Virginia puts up another respectable showing. They're really making strides under Bronco Mendenhall, and I think this is another week where they'll have an opportunity to showcase that at home.
2: Cam, are you joining us on this uh, underdog party here?
1: Um, with Duke being the underdog, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I I think that Miami really forced them in, forced Duke into a bad performance. Daniel Jones had 166 yards passing on 41 attempts last week. Is so that bad? That's the kind of stifle. Yeah, it's it's not good. Bob. Not good. <laughs> um, so it's like four yards per attempt, even, um, uh, which is which is pretty bad. But that also speaks to the dominant level. To which Miami's defense played. Um, and I think that Duke is going to be looking to rebound from that. I think that they will be able to run the ball. Uh, they were able to run the ball a little bit against Miami, and I think that's going to continue against uh, Virginia. I think the passing game will not be as anemic as it was last week when across the board they're faced with, elite level defensive players on a you know on the first and second team defensive lines you had elite athletes all over the secondary even if our secondary is not that great for Miami uh definitely had better athletes across the board than Duke and I think that's really what kind of led to their their troubles there so I think they start to get right a little bit and just like uh Mike and both your and yourself Joey said uh, I think it might take a little bit for Duke to get a little separation in the second half but I'm picking Duke to win this game on the road and then keep moving
2: Moving on, Mike, your number 16 Hokies a 16 and a half point road favorite in Chestnut Hill taking on the Boston College Eagles at 7:15 on ESPN2. Uh this seems like it should be an easy win uh in general. It's kind of a low spread as only 16 and a half points when it comes to conference games right now, but uh yeah, uh thoughts on the Hokies against the Eagles?
0: that is a mad football team Virginia Tech they did not play well last week against Clemson uh yes Clemson is an elite football team but Virginia Tech shot themselves in the foot time and time again they let Tavian Feaster open for a 60 yard touchdown they had 14 points surrendered on three turnovers in that football game last week so while Clemson had a lot to do with those turnovers uh you know Virginia Tech could have been right in that football game last Saturday at home if they had just taken care of the little things and um You know, I'm not saying they would have won the game. I think Clemson's elite and on a different level than, you know, most other teams in the ACC right now. But I think Virginia Tech would have had a much better chance to be a bit more competitive on the scoreboard if they had taken care of business. They're really mad. They want to clean some things up. Boston College is the perfect medicine for that because they can't move the ball on offense. And defensively, well, they're getting better, but they gave up over 600 yards rushing to Notre Dame three weeks ago. They looked a little bit better. Um in the last two games, obviously, they played well against Clemson the following week. They had a get right game last week against Central Michigan, but Central Michigan is not Virginia Tech. I like the Hokies to win this thing in a route. I'm not sure it's even close from the start. I think we have potential here for the Hokies to play their most complete game all year from start to finish. We haven't seen that yet. They've gotten off to several slow starts here to start the year. We've yet to see a game. Here through five games where Virginia Tech has actually gotten off to a fast start, it's usually taken them until the second quarter to really get things going offensively. I think they get things going from the jump here and and really blow the doors off of Boston College. I like Virginia Tech big on the road in this game.
2: As much as I feel like there's a a huge amount of letdown potential here, I think I'm going to ride with you, Mike. I'm going to trust your opinion here. Uh, Yeah, sure, give me Virginia Tech big. Cam, you in?
1: Virginia Tech is good. Boston College is not. Virginia Tech huge. Let's move
2: on. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Virginia Tech covers 16 and a half then for your uh, betting interests. Uh, number 21, Notre Dame, a 14-point road favorite at North Carolina at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. And North Carolina just doesn't have a whole lot going for it. Really, I should probably say whatever's left of North Carolina doesn't have a whole lot going for it because, man, they are just decimated by injuries right now. Um, I this sets up very poorly for them. The one thing Notre Dame's proven it can do is run the ball. The one thing that North Carolina has not proven it can do whatsoever is stop the run. Feels pretty safe to say what's going to happen here. Uh, give me the Irish to cover fourteen. I, I think that they're going to continue to help North Carolina unravel this year. Things are going to go downhill quick for the Tar Heels, and I, I think it just continues this week against the Irish.
0: I think it snowballs here, Joey, to back up your point about North Carolina's inability to stop the run. They're 13th out of 14 teams in the ACC in rushing defense, and they're 113th nationally, surrendering surrendering 221 yards per game on the ground. Notre Dame comes into this football game 7th in the country in rushing offense, 301 yards per game. Brandon Wimbush is a little bit nicked up, but he doesn't play running back. Josh Adams does, and he's damn good. Notre Dame, huge here against North Carolina. The Tar Heels are injured. Their season is unraveling, like you mentioned. It's a snowball effect, and they cannot stop the run. I have no reason to think that Notre Dame will lose this football game against North Carolina on the road. I like Notre Dame big by a lot more than 14.
2: Look at Mike dropping advanced stats on everybody. I'll I'll throw one in as well. North Carolina also 109th in the country in yards per carry allowed. Uh also not a good sign, so it's not just a volume thing, it's a quality thing as well. Uh, Cam, you like the Catholics here?
1: Um, I'm going to push back against the phrase, <laughs> like the Catholics, because I will never subscribe to like Notre Dame, um, however, to pick a winner for this game, I'm definitely going to pick the University of Notre Dame, located in the South Bend, Indiana, because, yeah, they're just They run the ball, and even if Brandon Wimbush, their quarterback who had like 200 yards in the game already this year, uh, if he does not run the ball a lot, he's still going to get yardage like we're talking about. So even if the volume is down, the quality is going to be there. Josh Adams is going to be able to do that. we will probably hit a couple plays, try to get that passing game, right? Because Notre Dame does play Miami down the road and some other teams that they will need to have a passing game uh, to really compete with. So I think it'll almost be kind of like a, 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 Dexter's laboratory, if you will, where we're going to try some experiments to get some things. Nice that work reference right. there. Um, but Oh, yeah, appreciate it. I was actually just watching a thing about the 25th anniversary for Cartoon Network, so that's why it's stuck in my brain right there. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, so I think that uh, Duke, oh, sorry, excuse me, Notre Dame is going to be able to rely on their bread and butter in the run game. They're going to experiment with getting some things going in the pass game, and I think that's going to be a huge win for them just because especially on the defensive side of the ball, North Carolina is just as resistant as a wet piece of paper towel, maybe uh, right now. And they just don't have anybody to, to resist a decent offense, which uh, Notre Dame definitely is. And they have athletes uh, to, to make good plays into great plays and great plays into touchdowns. So yeah, Notre Dame big.
2: I will say wet paper towel is more resistant than wet tissue paper or wet toilet paper. So that that's, it could be worse. Um, but Cam, also throw out there that if you're if you're just going to come on our podcast and throw out cartoon cartoon references, uh, you're welcome back anytime. Please come back uh, whenever you want. Uh, last game of the weekend, gentlemen, uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers on the road in the Carrier Dome against the Syracuse Orange, who are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite at 12.30 p.m. on the ACC Network. Is this one of the least predictable games of the weekend?
0: Uh, I mean, I could – guess i could kind of see that right i mean
2: i could kind of see this going either way
0: yeah like this is kind of this is tough here right because everybody wants to be so down on pittsburgh i mean they are bad right um their wins this year against youngstown state in overtime and against rice in a game where they really couldn't run the football at all um yeah this is this is a little tough here syracuse has been kind of underwhelming this year I, i was expecting a little bit more progress on both sides of the football. They've basically been the same team that, you know, they've been for a while now, um, albeit with a little bit more offensive efficiency with Eric Dungie at quarterback. Uh, I guess I will take Pittsburgh here. Uh, I wish I could give you a good reason why. I mean, their passing defense is not that good. Syracuse has a great passing offense, but Syracuse has a propensity to turn the football over. And I think because of that, Pittsburgh finds a way here. Uh, I just think, you know, there are too many talented players on this Pittsburgh team. I mean, this is like a pride game, I think, for the Panthers. It'll be ugly, and I have no re- good reason here, but I guess I'll take Pitt to win as the three-and-a-half-point underdog.
2: Cam, you like the Panthers
1: in the, uh, in the Carrier Dome? I don't. I think that this is going to be a rally of troop game. For Dino Babers, um, you know, we saw a couple of those last year. You know, he had that viral video from the um, locker room after one win, and it kind of shows the quality of that win that I have no idea. what
0: Virginia Tech, unfortunately.
1: From, but, uh, oh, yeah. That's Not right. good for me. Well, whatever. You guys pounded us last year, so, yeah, whatever. Anyway, but he has a Rally of the Troops game, like, every year at home, and he, he finds a way to, to win a game. And I think that Pittsburgh is so abjectly terrible that this could be that week and that would put Syracuse to 3-3 three and three where they have a fighting kind of chance to get to a bowl game, and you really need this win if you're going to continue to really motivate your team and say, hey, we can go 6-6, six and six. we can get to a bowl game and get that payoff where you get those extra practices to spin forward to the next year and try to continue to develop your program. So uh, I'm actually going to go with the home favorite uh, for once, and I'm going to pick Syracuse. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like a lot of the other games that we spoke about. I don't really – Uh, Feel confident as we go back, you know, maybe hearkening to the first couple games we spoke about uh, earlier on this podcast, but I think that it's coming to a point for Dino Babers where in year two, looking forward to year three, you've got to do something with recruiting, which means you've got to win on the field, you've got to get to a bowl game, you have to do tangible things to progress your program, and I think a win like this is where he's going to have to push his chips to the center and say, look, we're all in on this, we're going to do everything we can to win this game, because if you don't think Things can fall apart, and this is like a sneaky big game for Syracuse. So I'm going with the orange.
2: I'm with you, Cam. Uh, I, I don't think that Pitt is going to uh, is be able to really slow down Syracuse in a way that they're going to need to, uh, really passing or rushing the ball. Um, by the way, I think uh, future ACC player of the year, Eric Dungy, is going to have a good week. Uh, I think he'll light up that Pitt defense quite a bit, and I, I still have not yet seen a whole lot of indication that Pitt's going to be able to move the ball. Um, in particular, Pitt struggled to run the ball last week against Rice, and at that point, you're making Syracuse look like the 85 Bears on defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you, Cam. Give me the Orange to cover three and a half in their own building against the Panthers. Uh, so a little bit of disagreement there because uh, Mike has Pitt to win the game outright.
0: Yeah, but I don't know why. So you know, <laughs> I mean, don't don't touch that scoreline, guys. Right? I mean, don't I, touch I would it. leave
2: that alone. Yeah. Yeah, no,
1: I'm I'm watching that
2: one go by. <laughs> No regrets. Uh, ACC pick of the week, Mike. Uh, you went f- – I went first last week, excuse me, uh, and I made the mistake that I'm going to make again this week in trusting Florida State. Uh, I would like you to go ahead and pick first this week.
0: I like Notre Dame giving 14 against North Carolina. Are you kidding me? That's a, a win and a cover there for the Irish. Um, that's, that's an easy pick. I mean UNC can't stop a nosebleed, and Notre Dame can really run the ball. So, yeah, give me the Irish there on the road, fourteen point favorites to win it to cover.
2: Fourteen—that's a lot. Cam, you freaked out when I said I trusted Florida State last week, and I made the mistake again this week. You all right over there? You good?
1: Is, is that no, no no no, 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 no. That's not my thing. Oh, no. That's why I freaked out. I'm, I was gonna say, like it's one thing to to make me go there, but as pick, oh that that's why I you guys can't see because we're on Skype, uh, you know we're, we're video chat together, and I like threw my headphones, I like rolled around, I was, yeah, there was histrionics on my end because I thought that Joey was going with Florida State for oh pick- no, so I'm I'm relaxed now, I'm chilling, okay, cool. I am not anywhere near that
2: daring. Um Man, uh, not a whole lot of these that I really love. The, the lines here I think are all pretty good. I, I'm a little tempted to pick NC State to cover three and a half uh, against Louisville. I don't totally know if I trust them or if I trust Clemson by more than 21 and a half. That's,
0: always trust Clemson. That's so many
2: points to give up. Always
0: trust the tires.
2: Yeah, like I said, I can't get in the business of uh, picking against Clemson to cover the spread. So, Mike, my, my picks of the week have been really bad this year. Whatever. I'm going to take Clemson to cover uh, 21.5 against Wake guys, Forest.
0: I know you guys all listen to the solid verbal. I mean, what did they say? Don't doubt Clemson, right? I mean, don't doubt Clemson. So, They not doubt them, Joey.
2: They talk a lot about Alabama minus anything. Um, I think I might go Clemson minus anything here uh, against a, a Wake Forest team that Probably has a letdown, both going on the road and coming off a rough loss. Um, I think Clemson might just totally steamroll him here. But we'll have to see. Cam, do you care to make a pick of the week yourself?
1: Or are you abstaining? Uh, no, I, I've done it before, and I'm going to do it again. And I just I have to do it. I loved it more when it opened at Florida State minus one to pick Miami. I don't love it as much because if it's Florida State minus one, then if I'm picking Miami outright, which I am, then boom, that's an easy pick. As the line has grown to Miami three, three and a half, it makes it a little bit more tenuous from a, you know, betting perspective. But, you know, I really deeply believe that Miami is the better team and the streak has to end sometime and I'm going to be betting on it being this I like it. So, Miami, Hur- Miami Hurricanes, go Canes, orange, green, and white. That's my pick of the week.
2: The total in that game is also 47.5. Thoughts on that going under? Ooh. Ooh. That's also a valid pick of the week, by the yeah. way. picking against totals.
1: Yeah, I, I, I saw it at 48 earlier. Uh, I didn't know, didn't know that it went down another half point. But, yeah, so you're talking, yeah, I think it's going to be under. Because I think that the defenses for both teams are the best units on the field. Uh, I think Miami's offense is clearly better than Florida State's offense, although Florida State's offense does have plenty of talent on it. I think the special teams are awash. I know that Bud Elliott has been tweeting about um, bad play from Florida State's special teams, but Miami's special teams are also giving up 25, 26 yards per kick return. Almost had Duke break one you know, things like that. Zach Fiegel's last week also had a punt that went negative one yards, um, which wasn't even the worst punt in the week. No ACC over, moment of week by of by the way, That was... It,
0: it was. was? That it was.
1: Nice! Oh, well, so you guys who were listening to the show didn't know about that negative one punt, but you know, it, it hasn't been roses and sunshine on either side of special teams, but you know, I think when you just get down to it with Miami's offense being better uh, at production than Florida State, even if the talent is comparable and things like that, yeah, I I think that there will be some points scored, but I'm comfortable with two really, really good defenses going the under there.
0: I don't I like mind it. the under there. I don't mind
2: the under there at all, Joey.
1: I'm a little tempted yeah. to change, but I don't. I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll, I'll leave that alone. Nah, go for it, man. Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't not change because I'm on the podcast. It's, I would have heard it anyway. So if you want to take Florida State with the under, go right ahead, bro. Don't let me stop you. No, but you make the good
2: point about Florida State's special teams. First of all, killing me to – you know, I, I picked them to beat Alabama outright the week one, and they had them – Oh, no, you did They had them, they had them outplayed <sighs> in a lot of it, but special teams was a huge undoing in that game. So that that's something that I lean on is not wanting to go under. Um, I'm also concerned there's going to be a defensive score or two in this game with – especially how bad Florida state has been at protecting James Blackman and how good Miami's front seven has been at rushing quarterbacks. I just have a feeling that there's some potential there for defensive scores. Uh, and I'm going to shy away from under what is a relatively low number. The other number I look at that I'm kind of tempted to go under on is a weeknight, 65 and a half total in Louisville, NC state. That's kind of a lot of points. Um, little tempted there so i don't know i'll I'll leave that one alone too i'm gonna stick with clemson minus 21 and a half pick of the week i don't feel great about it but that's what i that's what i got mike you got notre dame minus 14 and cam of course has taken his hurricanes minus three against florida state uh good luck to you both gentlemen uh mike anything else before we get out of here
0: yeah let's give a shout out real quick can we get your shout outs Oh, yeah! We're going to go
2: shout out absolutely. Yeah,
0: we're going shout out to Brent White. Give us a five star rating and a great review on Facebook. Brent, thank you for listening, man. Just wanted to give you a shout out real quick, Um, and to all you guys, of course, who are listening to the podcast who didn't rate a review yet. Our DMs, so to speak, are open. So go ahead and do that on Facebook. Yeah, give us give us a five star rating, or you know, if you don't think we're five star rating, give us like a three star rating, whatever. I mean. We're more interested in the review part anyway. We want to know what we're doing well, what we can do better. Fire that at us. You do that on Facebook, on iTunes, on Google Play. I got the iTunes, Google Play, and Facebook links all up in our bio on Twitter. So check those out. So one-stop shop, review wherever you'd like, and we'll give you all shout-outs as well. And we appreciate all you guys listening. Oh, and thanks, Cam, as well. I know we're getting to that, but Cam, thanks for coming on, man. I mean, really appreciate it, as
1: always. This is always the highlight of my week whenever I get together with you guys. So, you know, it's a a good time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks for having me, Uh, you know, on this uh, week that it turns out that there happens to be a big game for Miami. So, yeah, you know, it was was, uh, good to be there. I need to get back on a, a recap podcast because I missed the ACC moment of the week. And I forget which one it was last year when I just was laughing so hysterically I had to turn off my microphone. It was something with Notre Dame or Brian Van Gorder or something uh, that Joey had put together for a moment of the week. uh, And I just absolutely lost it. And it's one of my favorite things that you guys do on the recap. So I really appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, you know, look forward to coming back again.
2: Cam, it is nothing short of a treat having you on every time you make it on. We really appreciate you joining us. Tell tell the people where they can find your stuff, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, my personal account on Twitter is Underwood Sports. Uh, I have the site Twitter, which is at the state of the U on Twitter. Uh, our website is state of the U. Also, facebook.com slash state of the U uh, and state of the U.com. So, we have all of everything for your Miami Hurricanes needs, and we're pushing out a ton of great content this week for Florida State. So, you know, if you want to just see me, live tweeting through episodes of house hunters and chop that you can follow me on underwood sports if you want only the miami hurricane stuff then go over to the state of the u on twitter or facebook.com slash State of the u but uh any of those places you can find me and i'm usually there chopping it up and i I like interacting with people so just you know drop me a line that you heard me over here on basketball conference acz podcast which has the longest uh email address ever in the history of email addresses uh but uh yeah so those that's where you can find me and i look forward to hearing from you guys
2: Cam, you're the man. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. You are welcome anytime, sir.
1: Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it.
2: All right, Mike, that's Cam Underwood. Uh, again, you guys can go find him on thestateofdu.com, covering everything Miami sports. Uh, he's going to be all over this weekend as they have a huge game again against Florida State. We got to get out of here, go check out some of those games, Mike, uh, but we're going to come, come back and recap them uh, later this weekend. Uh, in the meantime, you guys can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel ACC, and together we're at BC Podcast ACC. You can also send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, reviews, cool links you find, whatever it is, to the longest email address, no demand, podcast at com.
0: Nailed it. Somebody needs to email us here. I mean, we're, we're, we've gotten some in the previews, really helpful. We need more emails. That's what we need. You guys review us and then send us an email. Just so that it, you know we can keep that email count up. That's important.
2: What what I would really appreciate. So I, I'm low key a, uh, a a big fan of the terrible reply all email at work. Somebody forward us a reply all email that you get that is just like no business being a reply all that you know. Now the group has been like held captive into. I want to see that somebody somebody send me something from work that's like reply all. That'd be fantastic. I um, like
0: it. I like that idea, Joey. That's, yes. Look at that.
2: I will give you a big old shout out. You can be our next special guest on the show. If you do that. I, I, absolutely. Paging um, Andrew Parker. <laughs> Calling Andrew Parker. You're going to please. When, this is where you, uh, you come in, man, come in and do it. Uh, Mike, they can find us on iTunes, on Google play on SoundCloud. They can subscribe. They should subscribe. They can rate. They should rate. They can review. They should review. Uh, they can also find us on the overcast app and other various podcast outlets. And, Mike, where can they find us on the social medias?
0: As mentioned, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. You might even get a shout-out. Who knows? See how crazy we're feeling.
2: Slide on up in those DMs. Let's go. Uh, Mike, this has been a whole lot of fun. I I hope you're looking forward to week six as much as I am. Uh, Georgia Tech doesn't have to play, so I don't have to stress over anything. I just get to watch and enjoy. It's going to be great. Big Um, betting
0: weekend, right? Big betting weekend. Get back on the horse, buddy.
2: Yeah. Man, I need to get the mojo back. It's got to, it. Hadn't been going good lately, so we're gonna work on that. Uh, you want to come back and review these games sometime on Sunday?
0: I do. It's gonna be a little road game action. I got to fly to San Diego for work, so Ooh. a little uh, hotel roadie
2: maybe. So we'll see see how we do that. But yeah,
0: I'm ready Sunday. We'll be back here. We're recapping.
2: Michael be in uh, Pac-12 country. You're gonna get a little BC podcast ACC after dark. A little uh, little action there. Let's do going it. A little saucy, huh? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Anyways, uh, Mike, this has been a whole lot of fun. Let's come back and do it again soon, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. We'll recap these games when they're done. But uh, until then, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, For Mr. Mike McDaniel, Mr. Cam Underwood, I am Joey Weaver. Enjoy week six, and until next time, go ACC.